Hey, this is Vlad uh, from Wasting Time. You're listening to 25,000 Miles. Thanks for having me. We, uh, you know, we're very appreciative. I know there's no one else here right now. I'm just speaking on behalf of the other guys. Yeah, I know that they would say the same thing. So, um, just being courteous on their behalf. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having us. It was really exciting. You know, get to promote the record and all stuff like that. Um, so I wanted to start not on a negative note, but how are things going with uh, COVID where you are right now? Uh Honestly, before it was like on the news every other day. Now it's like it doesn't even exist. I mean, obviously, it's still a thing, but uh, the QR codes are gone. Um, I, I work at a gym and we're pretty much back to full capacity. Um, it just feels like it's going back to normal. We're booking shows now. So all the stuff that we weren't able to do or, you know, almost gone so 
uh, excited to get back to normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think everybody is. Uh, yeah, I, I like to ask that because I'd like to see how things are shaping up not here. Uh, and it seems it seems like it's about the same, you know, shows, shows here are... It used to be like people had to sit and wear masks and yeah. just watch from afar. But now it's yeah. like almost full capacity again. No one's really wearing a mask anymore. Yeah, we uh, we played a show in October when things were kind of opening back up. And we played at Lee's Palace. And it's it's a big venue. Um, and it's... Uh, but everyone was seated. And it was so weird to like... You know, if you try and get into it. And I'm making a joke saying like, anyone falls down, you know, be kind and pick each other up. But I, <laughs> like, what do you do? Yeah, right? What do you do? It uh, That must be so weird. Because you're like, huh. I mean, unless you're well, used to that. But like... Who in a punk band is used to that? <laughs> no, yeah, you, you know, you, and there's like parts of the songs where you try and get people involved. You know what I mean? To get their hands up and stuff like that, and you, you can't. They're just kind of sitting there and like looking at you, like, oh man. And you have to keep the energy up, right? Because like well, that's kind of what you feed off of. But it's just such a weird dynamic. Yeah, yeah. I I I can't imagine that would be tough. Uh, so you guys have uh, the new album coming out uh, March 25th, uh, and it's called uh, Once More Without Feeling. Now, um, yeah. were you guys kind of hanging on to these songs for a bit, or did you write this during COVID? Because I know uh, I found a lot of bands, they didn't want to release uh, anything <clears throat> until after COVID, because they wanted to kind of like play shows with the new album. So did you kind of write this through COVID or was it, did you hold on to it? We held on to it. We, uh, the, the songs were written a while back and then we went to the studio and then COVID happened and then it would un like, you know, we had, um, times where it seemed like it was opening back up and then it closed down and we would release a single here and then we have to, you know, we'd, Oh, we're going to make an announcement that we're going to release the album. And then things would close down and then we, have to postpone and stuff like that but on the plus side during this time we wrote a bunch of new songs so we actually have material for another album so it all kind of worked out you know um but yeah it was, it was it was weird and we got a lot of weird like you know talked to other bands too and they were in the same boat uh, some of them released their albums they just ended up releasing them and then they weren't able to tour them so they were kind of bummed out about that and it's already been out for you know two years so People already know the material, so it's kind of like, like a weird, you know, in a weird spot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel, uh, I feel like that might be for some bands who released during COVID. I feel like that might be. I don't know. I don't know if it'll be like a bad thing or anything, but um, just like people will, will know those songs, or maybe they won't. Maybe that's an album they didn't pick up. So when they get back to like seeing them live, I don't know. I don't know how that would work out. Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, we ended up releasing like four singles from the album because of that. Because we, you know, we just wanted to release a couple and then release the album. But we, you know, again, we didn't want to do that. So we ended up releasing about four singles, I believe, or f maybe five now. I lost track. But um, yeah, uh, it was just a, a weird time. And, you know, we tried to hold, hold on as long as we could. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because like once you record an album, you want people to hear it, and you're like, yeah, yeah, you gotta gotta check this out. But uh, yeah, that took some willpower, my man. 
Yeah, and then you know the other thing too is like, um, so re- like releasing the songs is like one thing, but also you know if you reach out to, um, like you know, uh, like podcasts or you know any anyone who was doing really anything, a lot of them were shut down. They weren't doing anything, so you couldn't even really promote the singles. I don't know. It was just a weird, a weird time. Yeah. I think a lot of people had a lot of really great intentions, like, ooh, I have all the time in the world, I can get this done, and then all they did was watch Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of Netflix. I mean, I went through a lot of different shapes and sizes over this uh, course of time. I put on a bunch of weight, then I lost a bunch of weight. It was uh, it was like, a, you know, like going through uh, different stages of uh, my life. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me, man. I think I got up to about... Uh almost 200 and i was like "Ooh, that's that's too much so uh you know, yeah i got her i got her dialed back to 180 again so i'm okay <laughs> yeah i got up to about 207 and uh i because i was wearing mostly sweatpants during that time and i put on a couple pair of my pants like jeans and they wouldn't fit and i was like oh boy you know i, I need to do two things here i need to either need to stop doing what i'm doing or i need to go clothes shopping and <laughs> dude i'm wearing sweatpants right now <laughs> yeah as am i I'm, I'm business at the top but i'm bummy at the bottom <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you can be fancy yeah. up here um so you guys also have uh like you mentioned shows coming up here in march and in may and one of those shows being at puza fest which is uh pretty awesome so uh how did you hook up with with puza fest <laughs> Uh, so, uh, we were shopping our record around and, uh, we were talking to Matt from Stomp and, uh, just kind of became friends, uh, over this time. And he got us on there and, uh, we were, you know, we're also friends with, uh, like the anti-queens were playing a show with them. Um, and like Michael Krusty, he did a bunch of our videos and Steve Risen, like those guys, they're all kind of in that same circle and um yeah uh matt reached out and asked if we'd want to do it, and we said of course i remember like growing up um listening to you know to propagandi and belvedere and and those bands i was like whoa like of course 100 percent. i still can't really believe that it's happening yeah there's a lot of bands that played there previously too that like huge fans of like mxpx less than jake all those bands so yeah we're really excited to do that and get to play, you know, outside Toronto and Montreal always has great, or, you know, Quebec always has great food. So, you know, I'll have to be on the lookout for that and make sure I don't start creeping up to two seven again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I've not been able to get to, to a Pusa fest yet. It's on the to-do list. Uh, any show in Montreal really would be nice, but you know, I'll get there. So with that said, with shows said, um, is there any plans to tour out, say, this way? Uh, yeah, we, we definitely want to come out. Like, it's been it's been so crazy. Like, we would book shows, and then they would get canceled, or they'd get moved. Um, so now we have actually some time, and yeah, we absolutely, we want to go to the States. And we're, we haven't announced it yet, but we're looking to do that in July. Um, and yeah, obviously, you know go out west and play as many places as we can play because man do i ever love playing and like all the guys in the band like 
the always the toughest thing is in a band is finding four guys or three guys for how many people are in your band that kind of have the same aspirations. You know, sometimes guys have girlfriends, sometimes have guys kids. Everyone in the band is just gung ho about playing. So it's just so great to have you know that that camaraderie and that same mindset where you don't have to be like, hey, you know, do you mind? Can do you think you could tour? No, when can you tour? Or whatever, everyone's just like ready to go and ready to go. So we're super excited about that. That's awesome. Yeah, I think those are like the two hardest parts about being in a band. Like one, actually writing the music, and then two is finding those people who can just go. And yeah, it's a lot harder than I think people think. Uh, it's it's very hard. You know, it's very hard. And we've gone through a couple of members uh, for some of those reasons. And you know, it's. Yeah, you know, everyone has their own passions and their own things. I'd never hold anything against anyone. I, I loved all my bandmates, you know, very near and dear. It's just sometimes people have other um, priorities, I guess. And um, it's always really nice to have, like, uh, same mindset, like, same guys. And so it's it just makes it so much easier.
Um, so, okay, so this album is uh, going to be on Paper and Plastic Records. And yep. um, their lineup has always been really awesome, like rad bands. Um, I, I didn't, I tried to look it up. Was your first album on Paper and Plastic? No, so this no. So uh, the, the first one on, on, on there. Yeah. So yeah. how did you hook up with that record label? Um, so me and well, we so we we spoke to Steve when we were recording the album, and he was giving us some advice on you know on how to about things, and um, we basically uh, had a private playlist, and then uh, when that record was done, and we just sent it out to a bunch of places, and we heard back from a few labels, uh, and Vinny was just very genuine. Um, with what he was saying we hopped on a call we talked um yeah it just made sense yeah he's a great dude so it just yeah made sense Alrighty. so with um you said you've been in this band for a little bit now what do you think um the most proud moment that you've had so far in this band and then on the flop of that the biggest challenge that you've had to kind of overcome okay so this is a very funny story. Uh, me and my bass player, Mike, we uh, flew out to California and we played a bunch of, uh, like I, I have a, my, well, like my best friend lives out there in uh, Orange County or in, um, well, in Irvine. And uh, he was hosting us and we went to go play a bunch of open mics. And then Mike uh, looked up and uh, Smoking Popes were playing. And, um, you know, he goes, hey, do you want to go check them out? And I, I wasn't really too familiar with them. Like, I've heard some of their stuff, uh, but I wasn't, like, overly familiar with them. So we went to go check them out. And uh, needless to say, I got pretty inebriated. And um, I had I had a CD on us. And I met Eli and uh, Mike Flemley. Um, I hope I'm saying his name right. But uh, we met them. We were talking to them. And uh, I was, you know, just blathering on about nothing and told them that we were in a band and whatever. And um, <clears throat> a couple of days later, we told them we we're from Toronto. A couple of days later, I don't know if it was coincidence or, you know, if something happened, but uh, we got a message from Gabe, um, who's a promoter at the Bovine, and he said that the, uh, the Smoking Popes were coming through and asked us if we want to play with them. And I thought that was just insane. And, uh, yeah, it was great because – I love those guys and Eli is just such like I've talked like I've talked a, co a couple of them, but Eli is just such a great dude. Um, you know, I actually messaged them before about his guitar rig because I really like his like uh, tones and stuff. And uh, yeah, he was so gracious and nice and told me all about like what he uses. Um, yeah, so it was pretty cool. That I, I think that was my proudest moment. That's an awesome story, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's that one, and then when uh, in like 2007, I was playing this other band. I was playing bass, uh, and we played with uh, it was, the band was called Famous Monsters, and uh, we ended up opening up for the Misfits. And I remember meeting Jerry Only. Yeah, I remember meeting him. It was at the Phoenix, and he's like introduced himself. Hey, I'm Jerry Only. I was like, Yeah, I know who you are, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to say it. I know who you yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. It would, be, it would be blasphemy if I was up here trying to opening up for you guys and I didn't know who you were. <laughs> yeah, right? Even if you're opening for a band and you have no idea who they are, you look that band up and you're like, oh, okay, cool. And it was crazy. They had so much stuff on stage. It was like no place to move. 
but their show was so awesome. It was just like crazy. And they're, yeah, it was, it was, that, was, that was another one. Well, that kind of bleeds into my next question a little bit, but we'll, we'll still ask it anyway. But what was the, uh, the challenge, biggest challenge you had to overcome? What was the biggest challenge to overcome? Yeah. Ooh, um, like music wise, I would say, uh, so during that time from about 2007, um, to about 2011, I was in, like, we were, there's like another reincarnation of wasting time. Um, and it was, uh, with a couple of other dudes, like a couple of other, my friends. Um, and, uh, not to, you know, make things dark, but, uh, me and the drummer got into a pretty serious argument. And then, uh, I stopped wanting to play music and then we reconnected and, um, we reconnected and we were going to, you know, meet up and hang out. And then, cause I was working security at the time and, uh, we were supposed to meet. And then I got a phone call and he got uh, run over by a garbage truck and he, um, got killed. And I just remember I, I wanted nothing to do with music. I was just so upset about it. And, um, yeah, I, I didn't do anything for a long time. And then 2016, I got a pretty bad concussion and then uh, I had nothing to do but play guitar again. And then that kind of reignited uh, playing music again. <laughs> I mean, that's a challenge, man. That's uh, like, that's hard to come back from something like that. Like that's life changing. Yeah. So uh, the fact that you're doing what you're doing is uh, you get the thumbs up from me. And I don't know if that's anything. <laughs> well, that, that's a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a... Uh, I don't know. It was just, it was just like a, it was like a, a weird time in my life, and it's just I don't know. Sometimes you get redirected and get put back on the course that you're supposed to be on, and uh, that was I think that was it. You know. Okay, so this one might overlap what you were saying with the misfits, but the story of the best show that you've ever played, and then on the flop, the worst show that you've ever played. The worst um, time I played, or the worst show I ever had was um i was playing bass and one of my strings just snapped and i'm not a bass player by any means like you know i was playing with my buddies and you know they needed a bass player i was like oh, i'll just play root notes and if i mess up i'm just up with fred or down to fred and we're good I'm like <laughs> i'll figure it out not a big deal but my string snapped and you know i had a couple of drinks and I was completely lost because I was just always used to playing it this one way. And I was like pretty early on and it was, it was just brutal. I was just like, Oh my, I was like having a panic attack at the top, like thing. And I only, I didn't have another bass uh, like with me. So I had to borrow from like another band just basically ran up on thing and gave it to me. But I was just, I don't know. It was just that feeling of insecurity and, and uh, like being nauseous. I was like, Oh man, <laughs> I'm a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone knows it. Yeah. You know, that's the worst thing you want to do too, is be a bass player and mess up. Uh, yeah. I have one more. That's actually pretty funny. When you mentioned that uh, me and Mike are, uh, we went to go play in London. We did an acoustic show and our uh, bandmates weren't able to make that one. So we just said, Oh, it's, you know, whatever. We'll go play uh, acoustically. And we're in London. It was downtown. We got there so early and it was hot. It was like sweltering hot, brutal. And uh, when we ended up playing, 
uh, you know, I don't know what happened, but there's probably six people in the crowd. And, um, yeah, again, you could see, like, obviously you could see everything. And I don't know what was going on with this one guy, but he just kept sticking his entire fist in his mouth. And I could not concentrate. I was like, man, you're outstaging me right now with your party trick. <laughs> what was he doing? I don't know what he was doing, but he just kept sticking his entire fist in his mouth and smiling. I was like, what is happening? So, yeah, that one, that was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. In terms of the best one that we played, um, best one that we played, I don't know, I've had a couple that I really stuck out in my mind. Um, yeah, I don't really like to focus on the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as good as a story. Yeah, it's like, oh, look how great I am. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like The yeah. good stories, are like it's good to you because you can remember it. But like the, yeah. bad, the bad shows, those are the ones that are like... <laughs> yeah, those, those are way better. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, that, yeah. guess what? That Misfits one just took the took the cake. There you go. Yeah, like that one was cool. Yeah. You've played music for, for a while. You've played in other bands. Uh, you, you're in this one now. You've re- released your, your second album. What do you think the motivation is to keep going and to keep creating? Because as you know, it's, it's a tough road out there. Uh... You know what? I don't want to jinx myself, but that's never something I've had a problem with. I'll watch a movie, I'll read a book, um, something will happen, and it just comes out, and it's like weird. Like I'll just write three, four songs, you know. And so that that stuff, I, I don't know. Like I watched, uh, someone told me to watch the movie Old Boy uh, the other day, and I watched it. I'm like, hey, this would be a really sick idea to write a song about. So then I started writing you know, me and Mike were hanging out and we watched American Psycho and uh, I wrote a song about that. Now it'll actually be on the next album. So I don't know. It's weird. It's sometimes, sometimes I don't, I don't write anything for a couple of months and then it's just a bunch of stuff comes out. So listen, you're not wrong. This is, this, there's no wrong answers. You got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank God. I felt a lot of pressure on that one. Yeah, dude. Correct. You're correct. A plus. No. Thanks. If only you were my teacher in high school, maybe I would have been there a lot longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could be real brutal. Yeah, man. Throwing out some A's. There's been a time I had as in this crowd street. Well, I hate to walk the line. I'm always causing shit. And I don't worry, I'm sure I'll get it figured out someday When the world's crashing down To the music and the sound, I've given up, I never will I only sing this song When I'm feeling sick inside I only sing this song When I'm feeling sick inside the last time you gave anything a chance Wiping a pocket knife, a razor blade a glance And then you can't go on Whack me out and live life this way When the world's crashing down 
しい